Hello, it's Tom Bruno, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversations. Every summer in Kansas City, 25 men have one simple mission, to win. Starting pitchers, corner power hitters, middle relievers, speedy gloves up the middle, closers, utility infielders, backup catchers, and they're each remembered here. From 1969 to last year, all Royals careers have been preserved with the most comprehensive collection of facts, memories, and stories in existence. Welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. And hello, welcome to another edition of Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we talk to all your favorite current and former Royals. It's Davo, pleased to be joined today by Tom Bruno, a man who was signed by the Royals as an amateur free agent, to be exact, by Art Stewart back in 1972. Spent some time briefly at the Royals Academy, was there with Frank White, came up through the minor league system with guys like Frank and Dennis Leonard and so many others before eventually debuting in KC in 1976. Bruno was a six foot five right-handed pitcher, appeared in 12 games for the Royals in 76. And if you look back outside of one outing at Minnesota, was very good for the Royals in 1976. Toronto, though, would take him that winter in the expansion draft, and he spent some time for the Blue Jays at the Major League level as well as the Cardinals. And, and today, Tom has a really cool life as well, running Major League Adventures. Fishing and hunting, he guides those up there in South Dakota. You can go see him, and we'll talk about that plenty and his baseball career as Tom Bruto joins us on Clubhouse Conversation how you doing, Tom? How are things going up there in uh, in South Dakota? Uh, great, Dave. I mean, I've got uh, a fishing business here and a pheasant hunting business, and a lot of people uh, like to come up and, and visit and, and hunt and fish with me. And that's that time of year now, isn't it? The the good old fall. Yep, the pheasant season's on right now, and uh, we're we're blessed with a good population of, of birds and. Uh, uh, good weather and, and we're having a lot of fun chasing pheasants around very cool we'll talk more about that in a second now i hear that your wife is from kc and that you were even at one of the world series games this year is that correct well uh, we went to uh, game two yeah that was that was exciting i always thought i was going to uh participate in the world series game didn't know i was going to be a spectator but uh um, it was exciting the same way just uh, going and being with her and uh, we had a great time and, and cheered the royals on to a win well, you mentioned uh, you know pheasant hunting and all that good stuff up there. You uh, own Major League Adventures LLC, which is a hunting and fishing guide service. So, so tell us about your business and, and what it's all about. Okay, Dave, I'm up here near Pierce, South Dakota, and I'm on a beautiful body of water called Lake Oahe. It's actually uh, a dam on the Missouri River. Our water here, unlike down in Kansas City, is a beautiful crystal clear, uh, and um, uh, we've got excellent walleye fishing, smallmouth bass fishing, and then in the autumn, we uh, pursue pheasant hunting. And uh, I uh, operate a guide business and uh, uh, have pheasant hunts on private property, and, and people have a great time and uh, get to go home and, and uh, have some pheasants to eat uh, for the holidays also. Then. Now, and I read, too, a cool thing about your business I got on your website is that, you know, you, you talk baseball with them, you just have fun, and you even help them, you know, set up lodging and help them, you know, book. I mean, because you know everything about being up there. So it's basically full service, isn't it? That's correct. Once I know what the people's interests are as far as accommodations, uh, I can pick and choose different places then that uh, fit the needs of, of my clientele. Uh, I don't own a lodge, so I'm not forcing people into a particular lodge because I have it. So when I know what my consumers' needs are, uh, whether it's a campground or it's an upscale type of lodging hotel, I can pick and choose and, and find something that matches their needs. Very cool. You can't go wrong with the locals, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, and we're blessed here being the state capital. We've got excellent restaurants, uh, great hotels, and it's a small community. We're only 15,000 people, but uh, it's just a real beautiful place. And if people haven't been to South Dakota and they have an interest, they need to either call me or come up and see me, or uh, if they're just driving through, call me, and I can recommend a few places for them to enjoy on their own. What is your website, by the way, for your business? It's MajorLeagueAdventures.com. There we go, MajorLeagueAdventures.com. Well, cool. Now, something else I wanted to talk to you about was, now this is, I, I read this somewhere. I don't know if it was Baseball America or Wikipedia. or It says that you also spent time as a United States Coast Guard Master Captain. What does that mean exactly? Well, to participate in a commercial endeavor on uh, inland uh, waterways, the Great Lakes, inland rivers, or near coastal waters uh, around the, uh, the, the United States, um, to run a commercial business, we've got to be licensed by the U.S. Coast Guard. So I didn't participate as a uh, in the Coast Guard military, uh, but I've gone ahead and, and gone to school and did the testing uh, and the recurrent training and keep up to date on all my uh, uh, credentials as far as uh, uh, the Coast Guard goes. So I'm operating a, a charter boat business here in a legal fashion. Very cool. Now, I've heard that you and Dennis Leonard hunted and fished together for many years. Do you guys still do that sometimes? Oh, yeah. I see Dennis frequently when I go down there, and then also he comes up to visit me here. And Marty Patton and Frank and a few of the other guys come up, and, and we have a good time getting together that way. Uh, throughout the minor leagues, uh, Dennis and I kind of uh, fished and hunted all over the place when we were on the road or where we were at. And, uh, uh, that was part of our friendship, uh, besides the baseball part of it. So, but in fact, a lot of ball players have an interest in the outdoor sports, uh, as far as hunting and fishing goes. So it's, it was it was always fun to hang out with the guys and uh, and and talk about both uh, hunting and fishing and baseball. I read uh, a story too about how you and Dennis would make people mad. You you would actually fish on the golf course. Is that story true? Well, that that has happened. Yeah, you know, sometimes <laughs> in spring training. You get invited to play in a golf event, and uh, we kind of were sneaky and put a fishing rod in our, our golf bags, and uh, <laughs> if we hit a kind of on, on purpose. No, none of us were good enough golfers to know where the ball was going anyway, but <laughs> if we got lucky and got near one of those stock dams or, or ponds on the golf course, we'd be able to grab a fishing rod and cast out there and hope to catch a nice bass in Florida. <laughs> That's great. Well, let's take, a, let's take a trip all the way back and go from the beginning for you. So you went to Fenwick High School in Oak Park, Illinois, and then you went to Eastern Illinois University. But before we talk about that, so was baseball always your number one love in high school? And, and at that point when you were like a senior in high school, did you feel like you had much of a future in it? Well, uh, it's interesting you ask me that. I mean, I, yes, uh, I always had a deep passion for baseball and uh, felt like I was driven. That that's what I really wanted to do is play professional baseball. And at Fenwick High School, of course, uh, I did pretty well, and uh, uh, actually I thought that uh, I would be drafted in 1971, and I was very disappointed when I wasn't. And um, the guy that signed me, Art Stewart, he's still you know, uh, uh, pretty important in the Kansas City organization, and uh, I've never asked Art, I guess, what happened there. And, uh, but I did sign later that summer as a free agent, and not many people know about it. I'm... I know, you know, everybody knows Frank was part of the academy, but I was the the other one that got to the big leagues out of the academy. So yeah, that's so, where I started. So you never actually went to Eastern Illinois, then, right? Or did, or did you? Oh, I did. Oh no, I did in the off season. 
Okay. Uh, so, so um, yeah, in the off season I would go on. However, you know, after a few years, uh, if I wanted to continue with my career in baseball, I was encouraged to play winter ball. So then, of course, I was going to uh, Puerto Rico in the winter to, to play winter ball down there. That makes sense. Okay. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you, too, about high school was you were all Chicago Catholic baseball. You made that team as a senior, but you were a first baseman. So were, were you a better hitter than a, than a pitcher at that time? Uh, I don't think so. I, and, and I don't know if that's a typo or not. I, I You know, I played some first base. Some I mean, when, when you're playing high school baseball, you play wherever they need you, I guess. So, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, no, I, I pitched back then and uh, thought that that was where I was going to be, uh, uh, you know, drafted as a as a as a player to be a pitcher. And I signed as a pitcher when I when I did go uh, and get signed by Art. That that was the position that they chose for me. Now, one other thing that my old media guide said it sounds like it's wrong on the on the first base thing, but it also says that you uh, basically had a tryout. You were signed from a tryout from you know Art Stewart saw you. Is, is that how it really happened? Basically, um, Art, Art knew all about me. Believe me, there's uh, uh, whether whether Art had, was going to sign me with Kansas City or or some of the other scouts that were there when you play high school baseball. But um, when I wasn't drafted, then I started to participate in some of these these different tryouts, and then that's how I ended up going to Florida with my father, and uh, uh, I signed actually at, in Sarasota, I think, in August of '71. Yeah, well, so you began your professional career then uh, between Sarasota, like you said, and the Waterloo Royals as well in your first professional summer. So let's talk about, yeah, so Sarasota to start with. You had five games there. You had a 176 ERA. You struck out over a a batter per inning there with Sarasota. You just only had five games there, but anything stick out about your first, you know, couple of weeks there? Well, I wish that my whole career had gone that well. I mean, (laughs) as you can see by the numbers, I mean, that was – I was on an accelerated good course at that time, right. you know, and that's why I was promoted to A ball at Waterloo, and had a, and and finished up there pretty well too. Yeah, well, yeah, you went uh, you know two two five in six outings at Waterloo, and and you and Dennis threw no hitters on back to back days. Your came on yours came on August twenty third against Danville, so you're no hitter. I believe it was seven innings, right? But what do you remember about that? Um, it was fun. I mean, <laughs> you got to remember it was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and um, it was it was a great experience. I mean, I had a couple of them in the minor leagues, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, it was. I'm glad it happened. I mean, that's uh, that's how I got promoted, I guess, to the next levels by by being successful in the minor leagues there, like that. So. Yeah. Well, what about besides the no header? What do you remember about Waterloo? Obviously, there's no more you know professional right. baseball well, there. It's, you know. You're 18, 19 years old. You're riding buses with other guys uh, and having a good time. I mean, that uh, you felt like you were in your element. I mean, you're, at least I did. That uh, had a bunch of guys that uh, had the same interests I did. We were uh, uh, going to different communities, playing baseball, and, and having a having a great time. That, that's how I approached it, anyway. Now, another guy that I saw was on that team that, that's name stuck out to me on the roster, and I think you might have you mentioned the academy you might have been there with him, was was future big league manager Ron Washington. Did you get to know him pretty well? Uh, somewhat, yeah, but you, that's correct. Yeah, Ron was there also. Yeah, that's right. Now, I don't know um, uh, all of what happened in Ron's career. I know he's been in you know Texas many years here and had a, had a uh, 
great career managerial there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, Ron, uh, after Waterloo, I don't know if he was went to San Jose or, Dub, or this, Jacksonville, but I didn't really cross his, his path too often uh, the rest of the time in, in the Kansas City organization. So how much time did you actually spend in the Royals Academy then? It was kind of you and Frank. Talk more about that. Well, it was a partial year. If you look at that, so I signed in August, spend the winter there, and then um, so we have instructional league. Then spring training kind of started, and then uh, uh, that, uh, so it's 1972 now, and you've got rookie league, so all the rookie league players show up. I spent two weeks in rookie league, and then I'm, in, in the Midwest League at Waterloo and finish the season there. So that's 1972 and 73. We go to what's called the higher A ball in the, in the California League at San Jose, and, and Dennis was there with me also. So basically you just spent a winter then with the academy, is that right? That's correct, yeah. What kind of stuff would they – because I've read interesting articles about that. Like what kind of stuff would they have you do? Like didn't they have you do like eyesight tricks and a whole bunch of different like just, you know, body tricks that no one else was doing and thinking of? Well, I think – they were probably ahead of their time as far as uh, trying to uh, come up with different ways of, of training. You know, uh, uh, I guess professional baseball prior to that time was you're kind of on your own. If you work out in the wintertime and show up at spring training and, and don't do well, that's your problem. <laughs> but right. uh, what, what Kansas City was encouraging with us there was uh, uh, running. In fact, they had... Wes Santee, a, a famous uh, Kansas uh, runner, and trying to help guys with with their running techniques and just a lot more in detail, I guess, for, for young people trying to prepare them. Very cool. Well, you spent, like you mentioned, you were in high A ball in 73 in the California League pitching for the San Jose Bees. You were 13-8 and eight with a 408. You both relieved and started that year. So that, that, that summer in San Jose, what sticks out about that? Um, yeah, that, there we I had mentioned to you once before that I never had any relief appearances, and I did there, I guess. That was, uh, uh, I think, the only time in, in the minor leagues I did have any relief appearances. But um, uh, California League was, was good. It was fun, and uh, um, I had some success there. I guess I was kind of disappointed when I was in the rotation and doing well, and then for whatever reason, I don't know why Steve Boros uh, – decided for me to not be in the rotation, but then I did do that uh, relief stint in there, and then I guess at the, towards the end of the year that I was back in the rotation. What, was, what were the fans like there in the stadium there? Um, like all the other ballparks in the minor leagues, nice people and uh, families and pe- people come. You get to know them kind of like uh, uh, friends and uh, it, it, I guess hindsight 2020, uh, the little bit of money we're making back then, we should have bought some real estate. Right. That's Silicon Valley now. (laughs) Who'd who'd have known, right? No doubt, no doubt. So, 74, you were between AA Jacksonville and AAA Omaha. Jacksonville, you threw your second seven-inning minor league no-hitter on July 5th of 74. It was against Columbus. Do you remember much about uh, that no-hitter? Yeah, that that was uh, um, one of those days where I, during my warm-up, uh, I felt, oh, some days when you know you really have your best stuff. And I remember feeling that, that I really had what I thought was my best stuff. And that court carried through, and I had a pretty darn good game with that no-hitter there. Yeah, mowed him down. And then that you played for, what, Billy Gardner back then? How was that? Uh, excellent. I, Billy and I had a good rapport, and uh, for whatever reason, he, 
he had confidence in me and liked me, and I felt the same way about him with his decision-making as a manager. And uh, I, I really enjoyed playing for Billy. So then you go up to Omaha. You're 5-7 and seven with a 3-4-3 in 17 games as a starter. Um, so you're, you, you know, that, you, do you remember much about Omaha? I mean, I guess you were there for a couple that years. That first in a row. year, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that first year in '74. What happened was, uh, I think I threw all right, but then I, I, I had an injury. I pulled a, a groin muscle, and I wanted to play so bad. I didn't really talk to the trainer much about it, and tried to to, to play through that. And uh, it kind of it it, it, uh, it probably wasn't the right decision looking back on it now. And and uh, um, you know, of course, uh, by by not having a, a good end, end of that year, I had to go back to double-A ball for a while in, in uh, 75. Yeah, well, you, again, yeah, split it between Jacksonville and Omaha. Uh, you were 10-15 and 15 with a 3-4-7, another really good ERA that year. A couple of memorable things, too, happened. You were the opening day starter, and you won for Jacksonville against Asheville, and then your first start at Omaha, I'm not sure if you remember this or not, but you threw a two-hit complete game with 10 strikeouts against Indianapolis. Do you remember, you know, does that remember in your brain at all, resonate at all? Not really. I mean, (laughs) uh, it sounds good, so I'm glad I had a good day. (laughs) Uh, uh, It's better than some of those days I try to forget about that that wasn't so good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad, you know, and... And back then, um, I felt like things were, were going pretty good. I felt like I was throwing good. Um, so, you know, it's uh, all you can do is try. Every day you get out of the mound and, and do the best you can. Yeah. Well, you also had 15 strikeouts in, in a game that year against the Iowa Cubs. I, I do remember I do remember that night pretty well. That was in Des Moines. Yeah, I, I remember that. Bill Fisher, uh, who's still part of the Kansas City yep. organization, is an uh, instructor for the pitchers. Uh, he was there, and I always had a good rapport with Bill too. Um, and uh, and he was encouraging. And it was one of those nights again. I just felt real good, had good stuff, and uh, and got a lot of guys out. What uh, what did you throw exactly? Like for those listening right now, you know, where'd you top out at speed wise? Where'd you sit at, and what pitches did you throw? Uh, I was a fastball slider, uh, curveball, straight change guy, uh, and for. Most of the time in the minor leagues, I think uh, I had good velocity and uh, had pretty good command of, of, of four pitches. And then um, what happened when I got in the big leagues was, in my opinion anyway, I wanted to be there so bad that I overtried. In other words, I, I know it sounds crazy, but you can try too hard and it becomes a negative effect on your physical performance. So um, that was, if I look back on it, that was probably. Um, the main reason I feel like I didn't have as much success as I'd like to have had. Well, let's talk about the big leagues. But first, so 1976, you're at Omaha. You're nine and four with a three seven nine, and you get that call in late July of '76 up to KC. So take us back. Where were you at the moment you found out you were going to the big leagues, and was there a cool story with that? Uh, I was in Oklahoma City, and Billy Gardner told me that uh, I'd been called up to go to, to Kansas City, and that was very exciting. Got back to. Omaha and grabbed a few little things when you're a young guy and, and in the minor leagues not many of us have many possessions so you grab what you have and you go down the road and uh, I mean it was awesome walking into Kauffman Stadium for the first time you just awestruck so uh, I just uh, it's it's like the, the like everybody says a dream come true type thing yeah who were some of the guys that kind of took you under their wings in Casey and kind of became friends right away. Well, Dennis was there already, and 
George. I mean, these are guys that I played in the minor leagues with, um, and then uh, Marty Patton and uh, Steve Ningori, and let's see, Splitoff was there. See, when I got called up, Busby got injured. That's that's the reason I think I got called up was when he got injured. Okay, that makes sense. And, and how'd you like pitching for Whitey? Um, I liked it. I mean, I was just happy to be in the big leagues, and for whatever reason. Whitey was cordial to me, but for, I don't know, we just never had a great rapport. And, uh, you know, that happens sometimes. And, you know, he's always been known as a great manager and a, and a, a player's manager. And, and I wish I'd had a better rapport with him, but um, I respected him as a manager. And um, anyway, that's, <laughs> you know, everybody's got an opinion, and I just felt in the back of my mind that, that Whitey wasn't all that enthusiastic about my abilities. Yeah. Well, your big league debut came August 1st of 76 against Texas. You threw three and two-thirds innings of one-run relief uh, with a couple of strikeouts. Do you remember you know, that first day in the big leagues? I'm assuming you remember some of the, uh, some things about that game? Uh, um, some. I mean, it's kind of a blur back then. Um, I remember coming into the game, and, and um, yeah, it was exciting. Your first appearance in the big leagues. So, so it's... Uh, and then I remember I got a win in Boston. I remember that. That was pretty exciting. Yeah. Well, the first hitter you faced was Danny Thompson, and you struck out Jim Sunberg for your first strikeout. Do you still have that first strikeout against, ball? That was against Texas, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. Do you have yeah. that 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 ball still? Um, I might have. I've got, <laughs> uh, I've got a, 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 a oh, what do you want to call it? Like a footlocker down in the basement that's got a lot of the memorabilia in it. That's cool. Um, yeah, uh, so I really don't know what I have down there. That's cool. Now, what about uh, there was one? Basically, you had a really good year that year. There was basically just one bad outing, and it was at that Minnesota. That was against Minnesota. I'll tell yeah. you all about that one. That was at <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, and that, and I still think about it. I I got a good year going actually. If you think about it, if you erase the one appearance in Minnesota where none of us got anybody out, yeah, like Andy Hassler was in on that deal. He got beat up bad. I came in. I couldn't get anybody out. And, and, and I threw a ball up in the end to Dan Ford, and then I think he hit the next one, and it's still in the air someplace. <laughs> so, I mean, That's great. Uh, but, no, that was uh, – and I don't mean to dwell on negatives, but that sticks in my mind that that would have been a pretty darn good year for me if I could just take that appearance out of many, uh, against the Twins away. Yeah, yeah. I figured you'd remember that one because you were really consistently good, and then there's one blip on the radar when I look back at the game-by-game. Game, so. Yeah, no, that was uh, – but their bats were on fire that night. That's what happens sometimes where it doesn't matter what you put up there. They Somehow they manage to get a base hit out of it. Yeah, break bats, find holes, little bloopers. Uh, everything. Yeah. And, then, and then when that starts, and then you do make a mistake, and then they really make you pay with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so the Royals obviously made the playoffs that year. I mean, did, I, know, I know you weren't in the playoff roster, but did, did you stick around, Casey, and, and watch that and have some memories of that year? Um, not, not, not really. I, I was kind of disappointed and ended up going back to Illinois. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I wish I'd have been part of that. Yeah. It was heartbreak, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's when Shambles hit the home run off Latel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So November fifth of that winter, you know, a few weeks after the season's ended, the Toronto Blue Jays take you in the expansion draft, fifty-first pick. So, were you surprised by this, and where were you at when you found out? Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't even. I was in Minnesota. Uh, I had a friend who lived up in Ely, and 
anyway, um, that's where I found out about that. I, I didn't even know the, the Blue Jays were, were an expansion club yet or any of that. So, and and uh, I guess you could look at it like that. It should have been a, a new opportunity, um, but that uh, it, it just didn't pan out very good in Toronto. Well, you uh, spent the months of May and June at the big league level that year in 77. What are your favorite memories of, of pitching there in Toronto? Um, the walleye fishing was great up at, at Gravenhurst. <laughs> I mean, the Severn River. I mean, I, uh, I fished a lot there. <laughs> I remember that. And uh, uh, Toronto is a nice city. It's like the New York of Canada, I guess. So it's, uh, uh, I don't know, it, it's just different. Now, baseball reference is all is 100% correct, but it says, if I read this right, it says you spent time for AAA Toledo Cleveland that year as well. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, How did that happen? Uh, well, what happened was an expansion club probably doesn't have their minor league system set up, so they have to borrow uh, sites to send their players. They must have had a working agreement with Cleveland, oh. and I got sent over there for a while. Okay, that makes sense, because I didn't see you ever part of Cleveland's organization. That confused the heck out of me when I was <laughs> reading that. Right. Uh, so you get, uh, in 1978, you get traded by Toronto to St. Louis then, right? Yeah, and that's kind of, I was part of getting that done, I think. I played winter ball that year in, in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And the manager for the San Jose Congress Heroes was a guy by the name of Jack Kroll. And Jack Kroll and I got along real well. He was uh, confident in me, and I and I was throwing good down there. So I go to spring training in uh, 78 with Toronto at Dunedin, and I'm throwing good on the side, but I'm not in any games. Or I picked up the phone, and I called Jack. I said, Jack, I, I don't think I'm going to get an opportunity to make this club. Is there anything you guys can do? Well, three days later, I got traded to St. Louis for uh, – uh, Rick Bassetti. Huh. That's cool. Now, wh- whether that's a coincidence or, or not, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say I think I had something to do with that. Yeah, well, it worked out. You spent 78 and 79 as a Cardinal between Springfield and St. Louis. Your best right. year was 78. You had a 199 ERA in 18 games. So I'm assuming that's probably your favorite big league season when you look back. Oh, yeah. Why would you say that? Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I had a lot of success there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, and I was optimistic that I was going to continue, and then, uh, um, well, uh, I don't really know what happened, except uh, had a few bad outings there in 79. and, and uh, uh, I, I had a great report with Ken Boyer, you know, when he was managing there, and uh, got a few starts, and I thought I was going to, you know, get get a chance to start more, and then, I don't know, it didn't, didn't pan out. Then, what, then Whitey came over, uh, Spring of '79 or spring of '80, I mean, and that's when I got released in the spring of '80. Yikes! <laughs> well, I also got to give you some credit for your for your hitting numbers too. You got uh, two major league base hits. You had a single and your very first big league at bat in 1978. So I have the answer here. Can you remember the two pitchers that you got your hits off of? Um, what's, uh, Dwight? What's what's his last? Yep. Uh, Bernard. Dwight Bernard, yeah, with New York. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, actually, I think he hit my bat. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> I, I didn't hit his ball. He hit my bat. <laughs> and then uh, the next one was Rick Sutcliffe, Kansas City guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, when he was with the Dodgers. Yep. 
Yeah. So. And then I got picked off second base in Los Angeles. I remember that. Because <laughs> I'd, ne- I'd never been there since high school. Right. I didn't know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's great. So after 1979, then. So from what I can tell, you didn't go to Japan. You didn't. You didn't pitch independently. You just. You hung them up pretty well, much. Well, there was a lot of work stoppage stuff going on back then, and. Uh, Oh, when I got released, uh, I, I had some kind of frustrations too, and I uh, um, and part of what I enjoyed was running these bird dogs. So I, I actually went to Saskatchewan with a couple guys, and and we had a string of dogs for the public who were working pointers and setters and horses, and um, so I, I really didn't uh, stay in shape as far as playing baseball. And then Jack McKeon called me, and oh, when was that? Probably end of August, and I uh, wanted me to go to Triple A ball with San Diego, and I just wasn't prepared at the time. And then, uh, and then, then I never got another chance to play. Any regrets about that, or pretty much just happy how it how it went? Uh, look, it, it, I, I, I'm I'm real happy. With my life is how it is, so uh, I'm glad I had the opportunity to play baseball. Um, it was uh, look, I'm I'm a real lucky guy. I've, my whole life, I've been able to do what I have a passion for. Um, so I played baseball and I'm in the hunting and fishing business. So I, I have no uh, regrets at all. Yeah. Well, one thing I read too, that you began training bird dogs and helped run quail hunts for a Mexican lodge. How'd you get involved with that? Well, um, I told you I was, I was running these dogs and then you sell a few here and you sell, anyway, I sold dogs to a fella that owned a lodge in Mexico and he had some issues with having his people be able to handle those dogs. So, I went down there, and, and uh, I thought I was just going down to, to instruct his people to, to hand over. Next thing I knew, I was down there working for him. So. <laughs> That's cool. And how, and how did you eventually end up in South Dakota then? Um, kind of a long story. I, I was married once before, and, and uh, her dad owned the Ford store in Sturgis, and we'd go to visit him, and uh, I'd come over here to the pier area and, and recreate the hunting and fishing. And when our marriage didn't work out, um, I moved here in '92. So I've been here since 1992. Very cool. So when you look back then at your you know your five years in the royal system, I mean, are, are there any particular moments or, or special memories to you that kind of stick out as the most special when you look back now? Um, I wouldn't say moments, but I, I, I I'm very appreciative of the Kansas City organization. You know, Mr. Kaufman um, ran a first-class operation, and a guy doesn't realize how classy that organization was until you're out of there. Uh, not to say that Toronto uh, or Cleveland or uh, or St. Louis is a bad organization. I'm just saying that um, all the players in the Royal Royals organization back then were treated like um, were top-notch athletes. They were we were just uh, uh, really treated well. Did your uh, current wife, because she's from Kansas City, did she ever get a chance to watch you pitch without knowing it, do you think? No. <laughs> no, that's, no, that's, uh, uh, that never happened. But that's okay. You know, every, everything happens for a reason. So uh, maybe uh, maybe I wasn't prepared to <laughs> be uh, having a relationship with her back then. I don't know. But it's, uh, I'm just really thrilled now and uh, uh, that my life is how it is. That's great. That's great. Well, in closing, last thing for you, what would you like to say uh, to Royals fans listening? Well, it's uh, wonderful that they got so close to a world championship this year, and I know it's been, what, 29 years since they had that opportunity, and 
and everybody needs to be excited and optimistic and not ever get uh, down because, as you can tell with these games, you can get beat up one day real bad and the next day come right around and and, uh, and beat up the other team real bad. So be excited and, and have a, a great winter and, and uh, can't wait for opening day in 2015. And what's that website one more time? Major League, what is it again? MajorLeagueAdventures.com. We'll have to send some people up there to you and a nice little weekend getaway and you know have fun up oh, there. Oh, yeah, that'd be wonderful, yeah. And, I mean, if it, even if a guy's spouse doesn't like to fish, there's other things to do here. Uh, whatever people like to do, we can put together some kind of activity and, and have fun. How far away are you from Kansas City again, like five hours? or? Well, a little further than that, uh, about 600 miles. Okay, 600. Well, that's not bad. That's well, you can, bad. you can fly in here, too. We've got an airport, but... Either come through Minneapolis or Denver. Either way, you can come uh, direct right here. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for all your time and, and, and for the memories and for all you gave to the Royals organization. Look forward to staying in touch and hopefully seeing you down here next year for a game. That'd be great, Dave. I'll, I'll be down there next April. The, again, the Royals treat everybody so good that's been part of, the, part of the organization. You know, being an alumni member there, I really enjoy going out to the opening day ceremonies and, and uh and seeing all the old guys that I played with. So it's a lot of fun. Great. We'll see you then. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dave.